Welcome to F&I Talk Outside the Box. Today's podcast is brought to you by IFG's company's Motorist Assistance Plan, also called MAP. You're going to get a chance to learn more about MAP and how it can be tailored for your customers to boost your bottom line later on in this episode. Hi, I'm Dave Gibbs, training manager with EFG Companies. Well, I'm really excited today because we will be discussing the current regulatory and compliance environment with none other than Shannon Robertson from the Association of Finance and Insurance Professionals, also known as AFIP. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. EFG has been in a long-term partnership with AFIP over many years to provide our clients with in-depth understanding as well as certification on the impact of legal and compliance in today's dealerships. Shannon, tell us a little bit about what your role is at AFIP. As executive director of AFIP, um, it's my job to run AFIP and help make sure that we are focused on what the current concerns and needs are for both the dealer and from a regulatory standpoint. A lot of people know AFIP as a certification company, which is what we are, but we are also known as a influence in the industry. We try to stay ahead of where the concerns are from a regulatory standpoint and make sure we're not only meeting the needs of the dealer from an education standpoint, but working with the government to provide education at the higher level so they understand what a dealer does and the interactions that we have with our consumers to hopefully better position the automotive industry in their perspectives. You know, Shannon, recently we've been hearing about how the CFPB has been regaining some of its lost power and the attorneys general beginning to initiate some investigations that they haven't done in the past. So what are you seeing as far as trends following what's going on with the CFPB? Well, a couple of things from a CFPB standpoint. Some of the areas that they have made it very clear what they're what they're going to focus on is the markup over the buy rate and aftermarket products. Is there a justifiable claim rate on them to sell them? And what is the markup on those aftermarket products? When it comes to the attorney generals, remember Several years ago, the FTC sent letters to the attorney generals, giving them the authority to investigate and assess federal fines. Some examples would be advertising. The other one they gave them the authority to assess federal fines on is anything that's considered unfair and deceptive acts or practices or UDAP. That's truly where we have started to see an increase in the attorney general's investigation in assessing of fines. A good example of a UDAP violation is there's a dealership that is currently being uh, investigated and will be assessed a UDAP violation of $50,000 for every vehicle they sold in their store more expensive than the online price on a four-year look back. They will, wow. also be, yeah, they will also be assessed a UDAP violation for vehicles that they kept on their website after they were already sold in the store. Now, be clear, this is a dealer that was previously warned to stop these actions. 
They did not stop the actions. That's why it's a four-year look back. But there's a realistic example of an investigation currently taking place of a UDAP violation. Well, Shannon, that is uh, a bit on the shocking side with fines amounting $50,000 per unit sold under these UDAP violations. When you go back uh, four years, man, that, that those are the kind of fines that could literally put dealerships out of business. I agree. It, it adds up very quickly. And there are examples of dealers who have had to submit in writing requests from the FTC to, sum, to close their doors and go out of business because of the accumulation of fines that they were assessed, mainly due to UDAP violations. Shannon, that's incredible. And just to kind of pivot on that for a moment, I want you to take a minute also and maybe think in terms of how the regulators may focus on, let's say, a specific F&I product. Instead of saying a specific product, let's talk a little bit about what they're looking at. Okay. All right. They're looking at products that dealers are selling that have little to almost zero claim ratio that we're offering to the customers at a higher than average market. Those are some of the things that they are looking at from a regulatory standpoint, right? How can we justify this as a value to the customer when we haven't had a claim in five to 10 years and yet we're selling it at a high price. Wow, that's a ton of information. That is a great thing for our dealer partners to know. So what advice are, are you, uh, AFIP, giving dealerships to maintain um, or get a greater focus on compliance going forward? So I think to answer your question, let's start with dealer A that's done nothing. The first step in our focus with those dealers are you have to have a compliance officer. You have to have a process in place. And so with those dealerships, we just start square one, right? For dealers that have somewhat of a process in place from a compliance standpoint, now we're going to start deep diving into some of those compliance areas. Are they in alignment with the NIDA fair credit compliance policy? Do they have a pricing policy put in place for their aftermarket products? Are they following the NADA voluntary protection product policies? That's where we start to move into those deeper uh, policies and deeper compliance areas that dealers need to have. Ken, and those are great points. Obviously, there is an importance on having that consistent pricing throughout your dealership because it can really help you avoid a situation that could be very unpleasant for the dealer principal. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. We know the focus of the government. Let's get ahead of them and let's put our own policies and procedures in place so we don't have to wait for them to do it. So let's talk about the fair credit compliance policy for a minute. We talk to a lot of dealers that say they have a policy rate plus two. That's one step of that fair credit compliance policy, right? You need to have a program coordinator. They need to be in charge of setting that expectations or putting in writing what that dealership policy is. Let's do rate plus two as an example. They have to make sure everybody's trained, provided oversight, and that they're using the appropriate form to make sure that that policy is followed. One of the things that we learned four years ago when the CFPB assessed fines on the funding sources for what they deemed was disparate pricing was that perception is reality. So by implementing the NADA fair credit compliance policy, we now have documentation to show why people were treated the way they were 
and we can eliminate any statistical analysis that might point to something different because now we have the reality of what took place at our dealership. Ken, and those are awesome observations. And I'm just going to assume that once the dealer adopts these various practices and implements these processes through education and accountability throughout their dealership, that has got to provide them with, let's say, more mercy in the event that there was an issue that came up, there was an audit that was performed. With, with your experience in visiting dealers, is that advice that this is a great way to avoid some significant fines and and just ruin a reputation? Absolutely. Every conference that I've attended where lawyers have been on stage and been asked questions, they say the same thing that AFIP's been saying. The best way to protect yourself is due diligence. If there's a claim brought against you, you can always see a reduction in fine because you are showing your due diligence to protect you, the customer, and the employees. Those that pay those higher fines are those that have no due diligence. In a short answer, yes. Due diligence goes along way and the fine can always be reduced. And that's where you see the fine and not a UDAP violation. Remember, the FTC assesses fines for dealers that are not perfect. And there's a cap to that fine. UDAP violations come into play when you're unfair and deceptive. And if you're caught on a UDAP violation in those situations, they normally want to make an example out of you so other dealers will stop similar behavior. Yes. And in those cases, Shannon, when you get that dynamic duo of federal and state UDAP violations on you, there is typically very little mercy. Is that true? That's true. Yeah. But the other thing is you just shot a flare gun in the air and told every other agency, come audit me because you're going to find some mistakes and you're going to get some money. So not only is it just the FTC and then now UDAP fines, you see your state attorney general, you can see ECOA, right? It literally is a, is a flare gun in the air for everybody else to come visit you. You've heard every objection in the book when selling a VSC. Just like Goldilocks and her porridge, your customers want that perfect fit. How can a perfect fit for them increase your dealership's bottom line by up to $1,800 per month? It's simple. With EFG's MAP, you can create a completely custom plan tailored exactly to the driving habits and budget of your customers. It's so easy to sell with condensed coverage levels, expanded surcharges and deductibles, and terms in 2,500 mile increments. Give your customers exactly what they want to increase customer satisfaction and product penetration. Sign up for MAP today and prepare to take your F&I profitability to the next level. Go to efgcompanies.com for more details. That's a shocking uh, situation when you think about how extensive that type of auditing can be. But I've got one last question for you. If there was one more thing that you may see as a best practice that is uh, maybe something that's commonly ignored. So NADA launched a, a policy known as a voluntary protection products policy last year. Might even have been late 2019. I apologize. And that's one of those policies that most dealers don't know is out there. And the policy is around how you price your aftermarket products. Remember, NADA no longer calls them aftermarket products. They're now considered voluntary protection products. And we need to be providing awareness and education to the customer. As part of the policy, you need to have a statement posted somewhere in your store that educates the consumers that you are going to offer voluntary protection products. 
Those products are optional. Prices are negotiable. That needs to be made available. There's three or four very important steps to implementing this policy. Um, AFIP has received approval from NADA to assist dealers with implementing this policy in their store. As you know, when it comes to pricing of the aftermarket products or voluntary protection products, that's a sensitive conversation for your dealers. Shannon, that makes complete sense that they would uh, take a look at that NADA uh, recommendation of those policies and, and deeply consider doing that. One of yeah. the things I want to point out is remember the FTC has governing power over franchise dealers. That's right. The FPB has governing power over your independence, your buy here, pay here, and your funding sources. And those organizations are working together. So as much as the dealers need to be prepared to have that policy, companies like yours have to have limits and, and policies put in place as well to not just protect the dealer, but to, but to protect themselves. Well, Shannon, through your guidance, through AFIP's guidance, EFG does counsel and make recommendations to our dealers on doing a lot of what you had mentioned, and particularly coming up with a consistent system and pricing model to where, you know, it's a fair profit. We certainly take that to heart and we try to encourage all of our dealers to standardize that process, document it, educate it, and, and update that as they continue to move forward. You know, one of the number one reasons that, or one of the top reasons that dealers see large chargebacks in their F&I departments is, you know, obviously the customer not understanding the value and the benefits of whatever products and services are offered. Correct. But when you but when you take an exorbitant profit, I mean, you're kind of begging for the customer to kind of investigate it a little bit, maybe have a little buyer's remorse, get a little cold feet, and you're probably going to encounter more chargebacks. Do you agree? I think that's an accurate statement, 100%. Yeah. Well, listen, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the show today. That was just eye-opening, and I really appreciate all of the great insight that you've provided for us today. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the opportunity. I know compliance is not an entertaining topic necessarily for any everybody else, but I do I do love and enjoy the opportunity to talk about compliance and uh, you know concerns and what's going on in our industry. And I wouldn't be AFIP if I didn't say if you have anybody looking to get AFIP certified or you need assistance with those government programs, the implementation, please reach out to AFIP. EFG uses us for those same purposes. Please reach out to us as well. Absolutely, thank you so much, Shannon. That is all for today. If you want to get in touch with us, let us know how we've impacted your business or to simply ask questions for us to answer on the next podcast, please do not hesitate to email us at trainingservices at efgusa.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to our show today. If you really liked what you heard, please rate us on Google Play or in the iTunes store and be sure to subscribe to hear more FNI talk outside the box.
and EFG Productions.